the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sponsored by Tiburon Christian Fellowship on AM 1100 KFAX. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. We would invite you to join us for the next hour at 888-FOR-KFAX. That's 888-367-5329. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith, where the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, your comments, and your concerns. Our toll-free number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Five three two nine. So don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. Well, as we continue in this new year, there are always new challenges. There are also challenges that try to keep us from moving forward, and we tend to move backward instead. The way we stay in a forward motion is to every day, every day, stay in tune with God and Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Tonight, we bring you part two in our series in this brand new year entitled, How to Stay in Tune with the Master Tuner. So stay tuned for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Hope you're staying nice and dry. Amen, Brother Gary. I appreciate that. Uh, By the grace of God, uh, we are staying nice and dry. And thank you for that. And thank you also for the uh, uplifting introduction. And want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed and encouraged and challenged by the teaching tonight and the program. So we want to encourage you to get your pens and papers and your uh, get by a table with your Bibles and prepare to learn from thus says the Lord. And our title has been in this series, How to Stay in Tune with the Master Tuner. Oh, what a title. What a word for all of us. How to Stay in Tune with the Master Tuner. Now, I want to say this by way of introduction, that most of us have cars. And when uh, you've had a car for a long time, it requires a tune-up after a while. A tune-up requires to replace the old rusty spark plugs, a change of dirty oil, and a new air air filter. And the one that does this is a professional mechanic, a specialist in this area. Well, this thing that I just mentioned to you about a car uh, also applies to our lives. We need a tune-up every now and then with the master tuner, the master mechanic who is Jesus. He's a specialist in the area of our lives that need to be tuned up. And uh, and in our lives, we need a lot of tune-ups. Uh, and we need a good tune-up for the new year. Now, where we are constantly having our minds transformed from the old rusty life of the flesh by the word of God, 
You know, it talks about that in Romans 12 and 2. Have a transformed mind. And you get your mind transformed by being in the Word, getting in the Word, and getting the Word of God into you. And where our hearts and minds are constantly being changed by repentance and allowing the Lord Jesus Christ to filter out of our lives the dirt so that we won't grieve the Holy Spirit's power in our lives. Now, by way of the body of my message, now in order to be in tune with the master tuner, you got to first see and discover what is making you be out of tune with the master tuner. Let me deal with the negatives before I get into the positives, like a battery in a car. You have both the negative and the positive cables to jumpstart your car. And we need a jumpstart for the new year in Christ. Let's say amen to that. But in order for us to get that jumpstart, we need to realize several things to change our spiritual batteries. Now, number one, number one, we need to realize that our world around us is out of tune with God. And the world and around us, again, is out of tune with God. And because of this, we live in a world of craziness, madness, ungodliness, discord, and demonism, which is causing us to uh, go crazy in this world around us because people are not in tune with the God of the Bible and with God's word. There are wars and rumors of wars. There are natural and international conflict, tension everywhere. There are crimes and corruption everywhere uh, on our streets and even in high places, religiously, politically, socially. And the fear is gripping our hearts of men and women everywhere because the Bible teaches that there is no peace says the Lord, amongst the wicked, Isaiah 48 and 22. When the world, number one, is out of control and out of tune with God and the master tuner, then this gives birth to number two, mankind being out of tune with the master tuner. See, what happens is, we live in a world around us that's out of tune with God, and we become victims of the world around us and influenced by the world around us. Hollywood, politics, you know, all sorts of evils in our world, and even liberal churches, and uh, people are into all sorts of sins. We get influenced by that stuff. So mankind becomes a victim of the world that's out of tune with God, and then they get out of tune with God. And today in our world, mankind is in a mess. He's more into the, a mess than the message. Because as the Bible says in Judges 17 and 6, they're doing what is right in their own eyes, rather than in the eyes of the master tuner. Now, being out of tune with the master tuner accounts for many things. What are those many things when we're out of tune with the master tuner? Broken marriages, broken families, juvenile halls, going just expanding all over the world, jails, crowded, prisons, overcrowded, crime growing, immorality, pornography, transgenderism, drugs, alcohol abuse, hate, violence, all of these uh, come from a wicked and wretched heart that is not in tune with the master tune. Now, most of the problems and the misery and the wickedness and wretchedness and the woes today in our world is caused by people being out of tune with the master tune. 
I think we just need to get down on our knees and just cry out to God. Cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, I've been out of tune with you in my mind and my spirit and in my body and in my heart. And I just need to get back in tune with you, God. And you say, Dr. Buckner, how do I do that? Well, let me tell you how you do that. Write down these three R's. It's just simple. These three R's. If you do these three R's, you'll get back in tune with God. And it's memorable. The first R is this. Write this down. Recognize that you are a sinner. Romans 3 and 23 says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Just recognize you're a sinner. You're lost. You need to, you know, cry out to God as a sinner and say, God, save me. Save me. I just recognize I'm a sinner. I'm lost without you. I've been not in tune with you. So do that tune-up on me and just take all of the rust and the sin and the all of that stuff out of my heart. And the second R is repent. The word repent is a military word. It means montanoye. It means an about face. You turn from something to something. You turn from your sins. You confess your sins. First John 1 and 9 says that we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, not just some, but all unrighteousness by repenting. See, that'll help you to get in tune with God. First R, recognize your sinner. Second R, repent. Jesus said, if you don't repent, you will all likewise perish. You got to repent of sin because sin is something that God will not tolerate in his sight. And Jesus at the cross died for your sins, took your sins, and nailed it to a, that old Calvary cross and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then the third R is receive Jesus as your Lord, your personal Lord and Savior. You see, the sign of a true Christian is one who has acknowledged Jesus as Lord and Savior. Lord means ruler, that he becomes ruler of your life. You deny self, take up your cross and follow him. You gotta realize like John the Baptist says, he must increase and I must decrease. You gotta dethrone self and enthrone the Holy Spirit. So if, you do, if you've done these three R's, you got a personal relationship with Jesus right now and he loves you. He died on the cross for your sins and he arose to give you eternal life so you one day can be with him throughout eternity. He that has an ear, let him let his ear tune up to the things that God is saying to his servant tonight, Brother Gary. Well, all right. We still have about four minutes, Dr. Buckner. If you want to put a nice bow on your message or we can go to the commercial break right now, it's your choice. Well, let me put a, a, a bow on it as well, because the bow is saying more about God's love. See, uh, he loved you so much that he brought his son into this world to die for you. And he took the punishment. He took the beating. He said, Father, pass this cup from me. And nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. See, that cup does not refer to the communion. That cup is an Old Testament reference word that refers to the, the total wrath and judgment of God, the total indignation of God. And you, you have that word cup of God's indignation in the Old Testament and in the book of Revelation. And Jesus took that cup took all your sins because he loved you. He loved you that so much that he took the punishment and the beating so you wouldn't have to take it. Now, if you avoid that, if you avoid that love and that beating 
of your sins to that cross, you're going to have to bear it when you see him in eternity. And it's going to be too late. And somebody says, well, you know what? I'll never bow down to Jesus. My friend, don't you let the devil deceive you like that. Because Philippians chapter 2 says, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's better to bow on this side than the next side because it'll be too late then, Brother Gary. Well, all right. We've got uh, time now to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 So don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. If you have questions or comments for us, if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. Uh, don't hesitate to call. Now is a great time. It's the beginning of the broadcast. We have plenty of time to entertain your questions or comments. So we'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now, 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 888-367-5329. So welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 So don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. We want to hear from you tonight. If you have questions, if you have comments for Dr. Buckner, or if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. Uh, again, that number is one 888 F-A-X. And, you know, we talk about uh, staying in tune with the master tuner and this great message that Dr. Buckner delivered uh, tonight and uh, began last uh, Saturday. And one of the main ways we can stay in tune with, with the Lord is through prayer. And we just want to encourage you, continue to pray for contending for the faith. It's those prayers that make the difference. We know many of you have been long-time prayers, prayer warriors, and we, we validate you for that. Uh, and we just want you to continue to lift us up in prayer. Those prayers are so critical and vital to what we do and how we do it. And uh, we can't thank you enough for those consistent prayers. And also, we want to encourage you that this is a listener-supported ministry, and without that support, uh, we would not be able to be on the air. And we thank you, those of you who have partnered with us financially, those of you who have sacrificially given. It's such a blessing. And we want to encourage you, continue to pray and continue to give to Contending for the Faith. Uh, there's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button. And it's that simple. You will be a blessing for time and eternity. We also want to encourage you that you can listen to um, any of our broadcasts <clears throat> through our podcast system, which is found on the KFAX um, website, kfax.com website. Just go up to the top <clears throat> of the page and the banner and look for Contending for the Faith. You'll be able to click on all of our podcasts. So any message that you may have uh missed for whatever reason if you were out of town last weekend and couldn't hear the first part of the message uh, you can easily go on and check it out on our podcast we also want to encourage you 
that Dr. Buckner is available to come to your church. It's a great way to start the new year. Maybe you need to do a conference on the essentials of the Christian faith. You'd be surprised at how many Christians don't understand the main doctrines of the Christian faith. They, don't, they can't give you a definition of the Trinity. They're not sure about the deity of Christ. So many areas that they have holes in, and it would be a great opportunity to have Dr. Buckner come out and provide and provide that information to do a multi-day seminar on the essentials of the Christian faith, on the doctrine of the Trinity, uh, on, de on dealing with the cults in our area, many, many topics he's well-versed in. <clears throat> and it would be a great opportunity to enrich your church and bless the community that your church is in by having him come out. So if you're interested in uh, having Dr. Buckner come out to your church, you can give him a call at area code 415-721-1778. So that's area code 415-721-1778. And you will be blessed. And many, many, many congregations throughout the Bay Area have had Dr. Buckner uh, at their church. There's another conference coming up in March that we'll be talking about uh, down the road. And so it's a great opportunity, and we are truly blessed to have uh, our own theologian in the Bay Area. And so you should uh, talk to your pastor. Um, you know, one of the things that we have to always be aware of, that we have been given the Great Commission to go and to make disciples. And one of the key areas of discipleship is being a learner and a follower. So we want to encourage you, always be learning, always be following the master tuner. And one of the ways that you can continue your learning and your spiritual growth is by having these seminars, by having someone doc, like Dr. Bucker come and give a, uh, a good teaching and a great seminar on these essential areas of the Christian faith. All right, I've done enough talking. We need to hear from you guys. Dr. Buckner, are you ready to hit the phone lines? Yes, Brother Gary, and thank you for those encouraging words. And we know somebody out there has gotten touched by that. And we are flexible and available. So we pray that God will touch some hearts and some pastors that are listening and some uh, church members as well. Yes, I'm ready to go to the first caller. Who do we have? We have Brother Rick on line one. Brother Rick, how are you doing? I am blessed. How about yourself? We are truly blessed having an awesome time here in the Lord and good to hear your voice. And uh, what's on your heart tonight? <clears throat> I've got, got a very interesting question because, you know, I, I watch Christian television, but unfortunately, but most most of the uh, Christian uh, people on television right now are word faith, mm -hmm. and word faith teachers claim that they are anointed. How do we biblically uh, just reprove reprove that, or or uh, re refute that? That is a very good question, Brother Rick. And thank you for that question, because that is a situation that the word faith teachers use oftentimes, and they uh, use it in an abusive way, and they eisegete the word because, uh, you know, Oratore, one time the great uh, prince among preachers said, a text taken out of his context becomes a pretext for error. And they are in deep error around this word anointed, because I want to say two major points about that. One is uh, that uh, when they uh, use the word anointed, they are saying that this only applies to them as the leaders and that nobody can uh, refute or argue or rebuke what they are saying because they have the anointing upon them and they'll even go as far as saying that if you do uh go against the anointed one then uh god can drop you down dead so they strike a lot of fear in people around this uh abusive concept as well and uh but how they take it out of context is this with this first point is that it's referring to the kings and the prophets. And even Abraham at one time was called a prophet uh, in the um, Old Testament. Uh, that's something that very few people know about. 
but it's a thing in reference to the uh, Old Testament uh, kings and uh, prophets, and it doesn't have any reference to do with the word faith teachers. Uh, so I want to just make that clarification, and you do find that this is mentioned in Psalms 105, if people care to uh, write this down, Psalms 105 and verse 15, where it says, uh, saying, touch not mine anointed, and do, and do my prophets no harm. So what they'll do is, excuse me, take that word, that, that verse of scripture, and uh, misapply it uh, to refer to them. And now, the second point that I want to make in, in reference to this is that uh, when we use the word anointed, and this is a very powerful point, so we want to make sure we get this down as well. That's why I always tell people to get to a table with their pens and, and, and paper and Bible, uh, because we uh, this is not Buckner, this is Bible that we're all about. And if you look in your Bibles, we want to encourage everybody to look in your Bibles uh, at uh, uh, 1 John uh, chapter 2. If you go to 1 John chapter 2 and you look at verses 27 and 28, you'll find that uh, the word anointed, anointing, anointed, or anointing, is mentioned two times and it's referring to all believers. Not just the, in the context of this, is referring to all believers. And John is saying in verse 28, and now little children. So it's in the context of all believers because we're all God's children. So look at verse 27. But the anointing which you have received of him abide in you, and yet need not that any man teach you but as the same anointing teaches of you of all things and is true and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. Now, he's not saying that no man should teach you. John is in the context of this uh, from verses 18 through, if you look at verse 18, Little children, it is the last time, and as you have heard that the Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists whereby you know that it is the last time. So this is in the context of false teachers and the Antichrist. And he's warning them that don't let those type of teachers teach you, because some people will take this, don't let any man teach you, that I don't need to have no Bible teacher. I don't need to go to a Bible college seminary. No, you're taking it out of context. Look at the context, because that's the, the, the key thing. So the word anointing is mentioned two times, and it's referring to all believers. So all of us are anointed. But with the word faith teachers, they need to get this these verse, this verse of scripture slapped in their on their forehead. Excuse me, because they um, say I only have the anointing. No, the Bible teaches that we all have it, and so this falls under the category of being trained in the field of apologetics and knowing your Bible too, uh, knowing sound theology, so you could uh, stand up against this stuff when they try to say, oh, you know. We are the only anointed ones. You don't have the anointing, but John rebukes them from that perspective. So hopefully uh, that's given some insight to your question, Rick. Does that help you out? I mean, especially when we go into the New Testament in John and we realize that we all have the uh, anointing. Mm -hmm. Those who say that they're the only ones that have the anointing, it's their arrogance is succeeded only by their arrogance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you picked a good word there, arrogant, you know, and that's prideful. We have another word for arrogance is 
is is prideful. This is it's prideful to be thinking you're the only one to have the anointing, and then to take uh, sons, you know, one or five out of context. Yeah. So that's 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 very important that we see that Psalms one hundred five, verse fifteen. So thank you so much for that good question. I trust that a lot of people. I, mean, I, think, that, I think that when uh, when when David could have killed Saul, he said, "Do not touch him." Mm-hmm. God's mm-hmm. anointed at that time. Mm-hmm. And then the time when, then, then 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 God will decide uh, who who will be judged when. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you have very careful about Oh, Gary, you want to say something? Yeah, I was thinking. I was going to say that we need to be just very careful about how anyone would would create a a, a different level or a different class of believer or Christian. In other mm-hmm. words, you know, people will use this word anointing. Uh, to elevate themselves or create another level of, of Christian. Same thing happens often with the spiritual gifts. A lot of times people will try to make you feel like you are less than a believer or that you're, you're lacking something if you don't speak in tongues, if you don't do certain things. And that's just not true. And it's, it's a, a, it become a dangerous concept. So just be aware <clears throat> that, uh, you know, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all in need of a Savior. God has blessed us all to be anointed. And there aren't any second-class Christians or first-class Christians. or <laughs> We're all the same. 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, all right, Rick, we almost uh, another commercial. Do you have any prayer requests quickly? Uh, keep my prayers about the same. Keep me... Uh... Pray that I just uh, become stronger as time goes on, and pray that I find pray I find a consistent way to come to church every week. Amen. All righty, Brother Gary. All right, Lord, we just pray for Brother Rick. We pray for uh, his consistent health and consistency in terms of being able to get to church. Lord God, strengthen him, encourage him, bless him in his physical man. Bless him, Lord, emotionally as well, and bless him spiritually to always have a great attitude and to be encouraged and full of grace and full of joy and full of peace. And Lord God, we know that you're going to work everything else out in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, it looks like it's time for us to take a commercial break. Our phone lines are open and we want to hear from you again. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 888 Three six seven five three two nine. We know we have uh, Sophia hanging on, so keep hanging on, Sophia. We'll get to you after the break, and uh, we'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM eleven hundred KFAX, the Spirit of the Bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now, 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 888-367-5329. All right, well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. That number is one 888 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. And once again, we just appreciate all of you who have been supporters of contending for the faith for so many, many years through your prayers and through your giving, through your letters and cards. It's just a blessing to us. And we can't thank you enough for that support. And we ask that you just continue to send those prayers up and continue to send that support in so that we can continue to do the work that God has called us to do. There are two ways that you can donate. Uh, you can send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94. 94- 
9920. The second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button. And it's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. All right, Dr. Buckner, are we ready to get back to the phone lines? Yes, we are. And I appreciate your uh, encouraging words uh, during the commercial break. Uh, Brother Gary said, Dr. Buckner, you know, this uh, series has blessed me. Uh, this is what a title uh, to bless us all for the new year. And what a challenge to be tuned up, get tuned up and be uh, tuned up with the master tuner. And he said, and I told him, I said, I, I just ask God to lead me on this. And he did. And I trust that others are being ministered to like Brother Gary, because Gary said, what a title for the new year. So we trust that others are being blessed by it as well. So I wanted to uh, throw that in there, Brother Gary. Well, you know, it's just interesting because, you know, I play guitar and you have to tune a guitar. And interesting things, the environment affects the guitar's tune. And so if it gets too hot, the guitar will go flat or sharp. As the weather changes, it affects the tuning. As the environment changes, it affects it. And sometimes we're affected by our environment. We're infected by we're affected by the media. We're affected by the things that we go through. And all of a sudden we don't realize we're slipping out of tune. We're slipping out of tune. We're not we're not in tune with the master tuner. It's such a great analogy um, that we need to always make sure we're in tune. And how do you do that? You got to get in God's word and you got to get in God's presence through prayer. So we just want to encourage the listening audience, be mindful. Are you in tune? Um, are you, or is your life full of discord? <laughs> Do people mm -hmm. listen to you and they go, what kind of noise is that? It's not harmonious. It's not mm -hmm. a beautiful sound that your life is making because you're out of tune. So, so well said, so well said. Amen to that. Amen. Well, we have Sophia online too. Are you there, Sophia? Oh, yes, I am. Well, how are you, how you doing? Happy New Year, Sophia. So good Happy to hear New you. Happy New Year, too. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you know what? I was in, I had to go to the hospital, and then they put me in a facility. They wanted to send me to a facility, so I, that's why I have been out of touch. But I tell you now, I look at it as God was giving me a tune-up. So, you know, I, I love what you, I love what you said, Gary, with, with um, your prayer for the precious Brother Rick. I just got home about 10 minutes before you started, and so, I, you know, you said something about always being um, in, in, joyful. And that's the thing. That's why contending for the faith is so important. Even when I was in the hospital, I had to go, you're in pain, all this other stuff. But you know what? I, as Paul says, I revel in my persecution. When I am weak, I am strong. And when I'm in pain, I'm in fellowship with Christ. So it's so important how I have grown and been tuned up by contending for the faith. I wouldn't have been able to go with that attitude before, when I first, before, when I first came to the country, before I knew you. And, and so it's changed my life completely. So I have had the complete tune-up, and then I had to go. And I kept saying, you know, I hadn't even heard the word because I couldn't listen to you last week in the place. But instinctively I knew. I said, you know what, there's something. God's hand is in everything, and if he wants me to go through this, let me be a joyful attitude, and he's giving me a tune-up. And I didn't know the words, but now you've defined it for me so beautifully. Now, I'll get to my question. So as I'm so grateful to Contending for the Faith for you and Dr. Buckner and Brother Gary because it's changed my whole perspective. I have a long way to go. Don't get me wrong. Now, my question is, um, I heard the term sanctification, and, and I, I don't know what it was, three in the morning or something. Some preacher was saying there are three phases, like you're sanctified when you're saved, then you're sanctified to grow, and then you're sanctified when you enter the kingdom. So I'm so confused. What is sanctification? What does it mean at all? I don't even understand the term. Okay, very good question. And a lot of theologians and ministers will break down uh, pretty much uh, the Book of Romans somewhat 
uh, because the book of Romans is a, a doctrinal book and you get a lot of sanctification in the book of Romans. And so the book of Romans uh, talks about pretty much uh, the five major uh, doctrines, you know, uh, of God. And, and, and one of those is uh, sanctification uh, is one. And so uh, when we talk about um, the three aspects, you know, uh, what we're talking, what he's probably talking about is, you know, like justification is past tense. Uh, I have been saved. Uh, and sanctification is I am being saved. That's present tense. Uh, and uh, future tense is uh, I shall be saved. That's glorification. Yeah, one day I will be like him. <clears throat> First uh, John uh, three and two, it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we will be like him. We will see him as he is. So there's other ones too, you know, uh, you know that uh, major doctrines of the book of Romans. Uh, but the sanctification is a <clears throat> excuse me a present tense situation that is happening every day in our lives. I am being saved constantly uh, from three enemies. And the first one is uh, the devil. The devil comes at us in the spiritual realm. And notice how all of these sound similar. The devil comes at us in the spiritual realm. The flesh, that's the second enemy, comes at us in the inner realm. And the world comes at us in the outer realm. So we're in a battle, in a war, against uh, all of those three enemies and every day of our lives we need to be sanctified and the sanctification comes about when we are filled with the holy spirit and we allow the holy spirit to do his work in our lives you know and so sanctification is being set apart and that's what the holy spirit does he sets us apart uh, for the special use and purposes of God. And uh, we see even in, back in Leviticus 20 and 7 through 8, uh, you know, when they consecrated themselves, uh, they, they became holy before the Lord. So sanctification also refers to being made holy. So the Holy Spirit not only uh, sets us apart for the work of God, but the Holy Spirit also uh, sanctifies us in empowering us to live a holy life. So believers are already sanctified because of what Jesus has done for us. So when Jesus died on the cross through the Holy, he given us the Holy Spirit to sanctify us. And Hebrews 10 and 10 tells us we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ and once and for all. So sanctification uh, is one of the great major doctrines of the book of Romans, you know, and so you got consecration uh, as another uh, major doctrine and that consecration uh, in the book of Romans is referring to Romans 12, one and two, you know, that we present our bodies a living sacrifice and uh, once we present our bodies, the problem with a living sacrifice, it, it has a tendency of jumping off the altar. So we got to die to self by being sanctified. We got to be die to self. So consecration has to do with us not only presenting our body as a living sacrifice, but it is also referring to uh, having a transformed mind in verse two. So consecration is is one, you know, and then we talked about justification, uh, you know, sanctification, you know, and then we talked about glorification, and then condemnation is another one. Condemnation would be one of the first major doctrines because in Romans 8 and 1, it says, therefore, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ. So I've kind of given you a little class uh, on uh, the five major doctrines uh, of, of uh the book of Romans, 
Uh, I've taught on this, but sanctification is a unique one. And so when you hear somebody talking about past, present, and future, you just have to always remember that we've been justified. That's past tense. I have been uh, justified or I have been saved, past tense. And then future, then present tense, I am being saved. That's sanctification. And every day you're being sanctified by the Holy Spirit and empowered and renewed by the Holy Spirit. And then one day we shall be saved and that's glorification. That's the, the last major doctrine because that is where we become like Christ. And then this mortal will put on immortality, you know, and we will be holy forever in his presence. And that's the good thing to know. So I've kind of given you a little class on this and I'm sure that you got blessed by it along with uh, those who are listening. So hopefully that kind of helps and gives some insight to your question. No, that was fabulous. That was more than a little, that teacher, that, that explained it all. I just, may I ask one quick question? Mm-hmm. Okay, the quick question is, uh, just just so I'm clear, because you know we always worry, at least I do, uh, the second phase of sanctification, you, uh, we're being sanctified daily, but what if we're not up to snuff? I mean, you know, I'm trying my best to be the best Christian I can be, but is it possible that during sanctification I'm just not cutting it, I'm not doing as well as I should be? Well, we all get to those points in our lives where, you know, we become, uh, we get weak, mm -hmm. and that's where what you mentioned earlier was a key point. You know, the Apostle Paul got weak, right? Because mm -hmm. he was dealing with a thorn in his flesh in Second mm -hmm. Corinthians chapter 12. And what did he say? He says, in my weakness, God gives me sufficient grace. So we all go through uh, weak moments, even though we are sanctified, because we're dealing with the flesh, right? And Paul talks about in Romans chapter 7. This was one of the things I shared with Gary when I first met him, and it was a real uh, encourager to him. And we may have a few minutes for him to say something on that, but uh, I shared that with Gary because he had that struggle. And when he, uh, he had nobody to really break down to him about the struggle of the flesh. And Paul said, every time I try to do good, evil is present with me. Things that I hate, that is what I do. And so when you're dealing with Romans chapter 7, that's what you're talking about now. I get weak sometimes. Paul said, I got weak. Mm -hmm. And he talked about God's sufficient grace. He wanted grace, gave him strength. He gave him power, gave him strength. And then, so I always tell people, when you read Romans chapter 7, don't stay there. Jump in Romans chapter 8, because, and you can do a word study on the word spirit, and the spirit is the one that gives you power. And Galatians 5 and, and, and 22 it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. So when the flesh gets weak, the Holy Spirit empowers you to have control in the midst of it being out of control. And he, and then grace comes in, and then the Bible talks about grace upon grace. I, I don't just ask God for grace. The Bible speaks about grace upon grace. God can double that grace and empower you you know, for service and witness bearing. So uh, you're not alone with that struggle, but, you know, you get to the point where you realize it and you call on God and he immediately gives you grace to get through it. Uh, so hopefully that helps. And Gary, you want to say, we got a few more minutes. You want to say a few things on how that helped you when I was sharing that with you? Well, I think it's really, it's important to understand that, um, you know, we, we still carry this flesh, Sophia, even though we're saved, we're being, we were, we're saved, we're being sanctified, and one day we will have that full sanctification, right? So we're dealing with past, present, and future. God has got us covered all the way through, grace upon grace. He's given us grace along the way, but we still 
deal with the flesh. And that's just the reality of being human beings. We're not going to uh, discard this flesh until we get to the other side. And so what happens, what happened to me, especially when I got saved, um, I thought, you know, everything was going to change right away, you know, but realizing that, uh, you know, we carrying this flesh around, you're still going to have bad attitudes. Sometimes you're going to have, uh, have bad thoughts. All of that stuff is still, you're going to fight against because Paul says it's a warring against this stuff. And so, you know, Dr. Buckner brought me to those scriptures and, uh, it, it really helped me out. So I'm hearing the theme music. I guess we need to. We can continue this with Sophia next week. Next week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, looks like we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. And we'd like to thank our engineer, BJ, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time. And once again, give the opportunity to ask questions and to make comments and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip and exhort and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.